Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than six years now. I have six children using CTC math, and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for providing quality math lessons for my children. So friends, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. To go. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 53 of Homeschooling in Real Life. This is a to-go episode, which means short and sweet and fun. That's right. Yeah. We have uh, basically a lot of administrative stuff we're going to do today, listening uh, to questions that people wrote in. Yeah, this is fun. And our main topic is going to be about siblings, so stick with us as uh, we get to that question. But along the way, what's happening? That, man, it's been crazy in our house today. <laughs> I think we always say that. I don't think there's like a calm ever. But the thing is, that's I have, real. The real have, thing is that we're crazy. Oh yeah, but I have bacon grease mouth. Bacon grease mouth. <laughs> that's because your lovely husband planned a great dinner tonight. Yeah, it was it was really great. He BLT heavy on the B. I know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a hard time talking. So anyway, we made like I don't even know how many waffles this morning for a waffle feast graduation party breakfast thing. Yeah, yeah. Open Our son, house. we said, how do you want to celebrate your birth, your uh, birthday, your graduation? He said, a waffle feast. Waffle feast. Yeah, it was really fun. So, so from waffles and nine to noon, it was a come and go as you please. But most people stayed. They came and they <laughs> Full stayed. House, yeah, I yeah. think people really wanted waffles. Yeah, Central fun. Valley was warm today, so our house heated up immediately, but it was great to see all those kids celebrating, and there was a bunch of grads here today, and we had grandparents, and yeah. aunts and uncles, and siblings, we had just about every Fletcher kid in the house, that was cool. And then BLTs. Yeah, for we were wiped <laughs> out, so tonight was BLTs. Hey, uh, I wanted to start our show by just reading some of the feedback we've been getting. Yeah. So first, um, this one comes in from iTunes, and I just liked it because... It's a great review, and so here we go. So this review was written by an iTunes listener who uses the name Homeschool Mom of Four Boys. And five-star reviews, excellent podcast is what they titled this. And I liked it because she said, Fletch and Kendra are, as advertised, real, and it is so refreshing. On one episode, Fletch spoke of attending a homeschool conference wearing a Bob Marley (laughs) t-shirt. When I heard that, I thought, these are my people. Just as important as being real, though, is their constant pointing to the gospel of Christ as the foundation of everything. Now, Kenj, do you know why I loved this one? (laughs) Yes, because she mentions Bob Marley. Yeah, well, I mean, when she says, these are my people, you know, that's that's just a telltale sign that, yeah, these are my people. But 
you know, it's really I'm her people because you're not a Bob Marley fan or a t-shirt wearer. No. But I did like the fact that she mentions that we get back to the gospel regularly. And, you know, one of the other reviews on iTunes that I'd read that I was going to use for this week said, you don't even have to be a homeschooler to like this podcast mm. because every episode they talk about the gospel. And it's really more about encouraging people to not hope shift and to stay focused on Christ. And, you know, if people are listening to us and that's what they're pulling out, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So put aside the Bob Marley part. I love that. That was funny. <laughs> but I really love this gospel, which the reason I'm sharing this is to remind our listeners that these reviews matter. We, I read them. I like to know what people are saying. So if there's something you want to say about our show, I'm not just asking you to go through the motions. Go to iTunes and leave a review. Secondly, I found that when more people leave reviews, our rankings go up. And that doesn't mean anything to me about pride or, you know, oh, great, our rankings have gone up. But it means more people that search for homeschooling or homeschool or homeschoolers or Fletch and Kendra or Bob Marley t-shirts will find our podcast on iTunes. And it just gets ranked higher. And I really would ask you to do that. So if you haven't done that yet, head over to iTunes, leave a review for us or for any podcast that you love. If you're a fan of Serial, if you're a fan of uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me or any of these. Or the Bob Marley podcast. <laughs> the t-shirt wearing Bob Marley podcast. Uh, any of these top 10 podcasts you like, leave a review for them. I mean, we'd love to, we'd love to hear more from you. So head on over there and do that for us. All right. Secondly, we have that letter. Do you remember that letter? Kendra got that funny one about the runner. Yes. Yeah. So you remember what she said? Um, <laughs> I do, but I, I, it wasn't funny. It touched me. I, I like my heart went out to her. This letter came from Shannon and she was talking about that she likes to listen to our podcast. She's a homeschool mom of four kids. And she started to listen to us as she went on her morning run. So she pops us in her ears. And as she's running, she listens to us. And at one point she says that we actually make her laugh. She said, this week I listened to Losing Our Religion. And that's the podcast where we shared our personal story. And she said, I had no idea what your story was. And of course, you always make me laugh, which I'm sure is comical to people driving by me running. But when you got to the part about your seven-week-old son, oh my heart, we lost a son at two weeks old. And so many of the pieces were similar, putting our hope in P output, watching our families grieve, being well, watching other families grieve, being pulled into dark rooms with couches and serious doctors. Anyway, it made me sob and ugly cry while I was running. I'm sure people passing by me must think running is the worst, LOL. And I don't know, I, I asked if I could share this letter because it just made me laugh that, you know, here's this lady running and she's laughing and, you know, people are watching her laugh and then all of a sudden she just breaks down and starts crying. And, you know, the, the sad part of this is that, you know, we were responsible with our story for that because her story was just as sad. Right. And you're right, we did have some engagement with her and... Um, Shannon, we want to thank you for writing into us, um, and thanks for sharing your heart with us. Uh, and we're sorry that that's the story we share together. We'd much rather share the story of little boys peeing on the carpet. <laughs> that would be a way, <laughs> and then you'd be laughing again when you're running, and that'd be funny. So, thank you for writing in, Shannon. We appreciate you being a good listener and uh, for reaching out to us. 
So Fletch, periodically we will put out a question to usually our Facebook fans, which is just a little hint there. If you are a regular listener, you've become a listener of Homeschooling in Real Life. We have a lot going on on the Facebook page. So uh, hop there, facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL, and join the conversation. We put this question out recently about siblings and sibling rivalry because we hear this quite a bit. Uh, from listeners. You know, what do I do about these kids that are constantly at each other, fighting, or they're just not kind to one another? So I thought what we could do, since different people wrote different responses or what was going on in their home, is we could just kind of go down each of these and discuss them briefly. Yeah, that sounds good. This came from Jennifer, who wrote in, another listener just like Shannon, who wrote into Facebook and said, please, please, please do an episode on sibling fighting. <laughs> if you say please three times, I think. Is that what does it? Yeah, no, like that's not. Jesus said... <laughs> <laughs> barely, barely, I barely, say. Barely, barely, Yeah, if right, you hear right. things three times in Scripture, it means it's you need <laughs> you to You really listen. need to listen, yeah. No, in Jennifer, you know, she we, we kind of dialogued with her a little bit, and she went on to say that they have four kids, and I think they're like 10, 7, 4 years old, and then like a four-week-old. Yes. But she's recently coming through a C-section delivery, and she Tough. said, you know, I have these 10 and 7-year-olds, like granted they were fighting maybe beforehand, mm-hmm. but now they're at each other's throats, yeah. and I want to be a good mommy. This was really what she said. So, you know, Jennifer, we're going to take your question on and let's answer the ones that you had kind of crowdsourced. Well, sure. And before we do that, let's talk a little bit about the sibling relationships in our home because we have eight children. The first three are boys. They are 22, 20, and 17. So we've really walked through that kind of stuff with them already. Um, And then our girls are 15, 14, and 11. And then our little boys are seven and eight. So we we have these little interesting groups, you know, a little boy group, then a girl group, then another little boy couple. A big boy group. Big boy group, a little, yeah, middle girl, whatever. But but they're, you know, they're all um, sort of lumped in by gender. By gender. It's interesting. It just makes an interesting uh, dynamic here. So the older boys, to be very honest with you, right now our oldest boys are, um, they're having a little thing. <laughs> a little, yeah. little Well, they're just older boys and mm-hmm. they're kind of branching and launching. Right. And and so they have some things that they want to tell each other. And some of it stems back to their just growing up years or whatever, unresolved issues. And some of it is just sort of like, hey, you didn't say this very nicely to me. Hey, you didn't say this very nicely to me. And so they've each come to me and I've said, look, I will walk this with you always. I will always be here. Um, but you guys are adults and this is your relationship and you are responsible now for that relationship. I'm not going to take sides. I'm not going to discuss sides with you. I'll listen, uh, but you need to go say those things to each other. Yeah, and that's always been our... We're we're very good bumpers. Mm-hmm. You can bump into us, but we're going to bump you back to others. And it's not just siblings. Yeah. You know, when we've had parents come to us about um, our our siblings, mm-hmm. you know, want to tell us, I'm like, hey... Take it to them. Right. We're not the middleman here. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to talk to us? Great. But A, everything you tell me is fair game for me to share with someone else yeah. to get the two of you together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. what I've told people. He like, said, she said. If you're going to so. say this to me, I'm just going to quote you yeah. to this other person. And right. you find out one, a lot of times people don't want to be quoted. <laughs> they really just wanted to vent to you. Right. And Especially say, little kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to take what you've told me and go get that other person. Then the three of us can talk about this out loud. Yeah. And I found that I'm not, people never come to me with anything anymore. They just don't <laughs> want to talk to me. 
Well, and I said the little kids thing because how many times have you had it, you know, he dumped the stuff all over the bathroom and blah, 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 blah. And you go up there and you say, hey, you know, so-and-so said that you dumped this stuff. Mom, I did not dump this stuff all over the bathroom. This is what happened. And, you yeah. know, you get that, that wisdom in, in Proverbs that says, we hear the first part of the story and it seems so right until we hear the other side of the story yeah. and then there's a balance. Right. So I would say right there, even with you, when you have little ones, you need to say, you need to take yourself out of it. It's not your relationship. It's a relationship between siblings. So they need to learn to resolve this. And that's one of those things that you can do beautifully in your home as they're growing up in your home is, is teach them to run into the burning building. As uh, our guest said several episodes ago about yeah, being Oma. transparent yeah. parents. Yeah. Run into the burn, let to teach them to run into the burning building, teach them to confront the issue with each other. That's bothering each other. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead and go down some of these. And um, I have other thoughts as well. Okay. And I'm sure you do too. So Lori said, my eight-year-old wants time to himself while his little sister wants time together all of the time, which is sort of that introverts versus extroverts thing. We've had this in our home. We have a, a son in that first group. Let's talk about them because they're all pretty much done being raised. But one of them is an extreme extrovert. And the other two are introverts. And so we just had to balance time. And I'm not sure we recognized necessarily the introvert extrovert thing. You know, I don't think we really put our thumb on that um, when they were growing up, but we certainly recognized a need for the introverts to have time to themselves. So every afternoon for years, and it still will go on sporadically here, but for years and years, every single day we had a quiet hour. Um, there was a season when it was two hours. I'm not sure how I milked that, but <laughs> but I got that. So if you were a napping age, you napped. If you weren't napping age, you found a spot in the house that was just your spot and you had to be alone. Um, that was just a recognition that everybody needed some space. We're homeschooling. We're all on top of each other. We don't get a lot of breaks from each other. So, you know, a little bit of space was going to benefit everybody, even what that extreme extrovert. extroverts that did not follow that? Yeah. Like extroverts <laughs> leak out of their space. <laughs> yeah, we did. have one right now. He did. We have a little one right now who's, oh, yeah. you know, speaking of being in the midst of this, I mean, we're not done. Mm-hmm. And, and he often leaks out of his space to Always, come show yeah. you what he was doing in his space or just to put an arm around you. And say, yeah, just right, love you. right. Yeah. And uh. Just when I've got my head into some, something I'm writing, you know, that needs full, my full attention, and then yeah, pop goes that bubble, and yeah. <laughs> I've been interrupted again. But yeah, so I think there's balance here. You want to teach the introvert how to be others centered for a period of time, you know, and you want to teach the extrovert how to wind down and give people space. Yeah, yeah. So that. All of it? Yeah, that's... that's it. What else do we have? That's it. Because I'm not question? an expert on any of this. So yeah, yeah, we'll we're just, just give you our thoughts. Yeah, these are just some thoughts. Okay, so Don says... <laughs> this is just funny. I love this. Don, I'm an only child with 10 children, eight of whom still live at home. Need to know more? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carmen says, I have two boys who are 9 and 13 battling it out all the time. Fletch, give us some manly perspective on two boys who are just battling all the time. Wow. Do I, do I have any? I don't know. No, we haven't, you know, we didn't have a lot of that. And I do want to share this idea that, um, I don't know if we were spared this, but we had a regular line with our kids, especially our first three boys. Like you are each other's best friends. Mm-hmm. And 
we said that over and over again. Yeah. And we really fought against outsiders becoming best friends Mm -hmm. because we wanted our kids to know you were each other's best friends. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I don't know, maybe our kids would have an attitude about that now. Maybe they'd tell us you didn't allow us to develop really deep relationships. But what's happened? Yeah. Our oldest one has a best friend who's outside of the house. Our second one has a best friend who's out, you know, it just happened anyway. Well, and I was going to tell you that, that, that was a developmental thing that we, of course we allowed them to have friends outside of our family. Of course we allowed them to have best friends, but we just always, we didn't want them to not be best friends with their siblings. Exactly. We didn't want those relationships. Excluded brother. We didn't want the, Oh, we don't play with the little brother because he's two years younger than us. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, we've avoided that with that, you know, premise, like mm-hmm. you're each other's best friends. So yeah. get over it, get yeah. over yourself. But as far as actual feuding or at each other, we just, we haven't had that, but we've had very good friends who have, Oh yeah. you know, we they have, have a bunch friends. of boys yep. in their house and they're, they were breaking things and oh, yeah. bones and, and <laughs> faces. And yeah. And like, and, yeah. it just, you know, and, and they would kind of just kind of laugh it off as boys will be boys. And mm-hmm. they just had these aggressive boys. I don't know. I think we nipped aggression in the bud really quickly, you know, yeah, with I our guys, know. we just didn't have guys fighting at each other's throats or yeah. we would just intervene quickly and say, Hey, that, you know, you're each other's best friends. That's not how best friends behave. Right. I mean, that is super simplistic, but so, that's my yeah. thoughts. I just don't have a ton. I know. And, for- and I don't think that's entirely the solution because you know, you guys that there are variations in personalities and perhaps our first three boys just had a combination of personalities that didn't go head to head, you know, and try yeah. to rip each other's eyeballs out or something, you know? Yeah, they were, so, you know, they, I know are, you know, we had a couple in there that where they lacked maybe desire to rip each other, other apart strength wise, they would use logic, <laughs> you know? Right. Like the put just, downs and the sarcasm yeah, and yeah, the, right. Exactly. Could so we really did not have physical, stinging. we had the yeah, words. We sure did. And, and a command of words mm-hmm. that, that is brilliant. Like brilliantly placed sarcasm, <laughs> um, which the, is worse in some it ways. Is. And we've don't had, you think? We intervened it's with that a hurt. lot, a ton. We had to say, "Hey, this is a sarcasm-free dinner." Yeah. And there were times they 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 couldn't stop. They couldn't show oh, self-control. Yeah. Right. You're like, that's inappropriate. But yeah. I mean, people who listen to this podcast know that sarcasm is a form of humor that we use often. Mm-hmm to get a very dramatic point across, but I think sometimes that was taken too far. I was just raised in a house where sarcasm was used properly and humorously to get real distinct points across. But if you're a listener and you're, you're just an anti-sarcasm person, because you know, for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, we have Mm -hmm. people with special needs kids that are on the, uh, like an Asperger spectrum who don't get it. Well, our own little guy does not understand. And so they don't use it. Okay. That's fine. I'm, I get it. And I'm totally hundred percent supportive of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't have much more in the old Fletch brain, but let's take a break before we go to the rest of these and just, uh, get a word from our sponsor. You know, I mentioned this on the last podcast, but we have an official coffee sponsor. That's right, Caroline's Coffee out of Grass Valley, California. It's in the heart of the gold country. Uh, They are the official coffee sponsor for the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Now, you know what that means. They supply coffee for this podcast, or really, they supply it for Fletch because Kendra doesn't drink the stuff. Now, I get to drink it, I get to taste it, and I get to tell you about it. And every week, they have a featured coffee. Well, this week, I'm drinking a Costa Rican shade-grown organic coffee. It's 
It's off the Amistad farm, which they call a finca in uh, Costa Rica. And this is a great coffee. I mean, just smelling it right now here, uh, I get the aromas of some caramels, some chocolates, or some light fruit to it. It goes down smooth. It's a really good coffee. Mild roast, uh, kind of a medium-bodied coffee, uh, if I was describing it. And, and I'd like you to try this. And that's really the deal. They provide coffee for me, but I want to get good coffee into all of your cups as well. I've been talking about this for months. You know how it, it's just not worth it to drink bad coffee. And So I put out the request to a lot of big coffee companies, a lot of good roasters, some people I knew personally. But Caroline's Coffee jumped on the opportunity. And again, they're not just providing coffee for me, but for our listeners. And if you'd like to try some, go to carolinescoffee.com. You know, choose whatever you'd like. You know, every week they're, they're spotlighting coffee that I'm going to try. But you can get anything you'd like, any kind of bean, uh, any kind of roast. If you're a dark roast, a medium roast, light roast, you can get what you'd like. You put it in your shopping cart. But then at the end, here's where it gets good. You use the code that they're providing for you, which is H-I-R-L, HURL. And for our listeners, you'll get 10% off anything you purchase in their store. You know, I'd like you to run over there. I want you to support them. Uh, they were willing to support us, and I want to throw some love their way. I love this coffee, and I want you to love it too. And I'd love to hear from you if you enjoy it as well. It's carolinescoffee.com. Again, they're on the Internet. In real life, they're in the heart of the gold country in California. They're just up the highway from us. There's an actual store. There's an actual Caroline. And I'd love you to go there and check it out. Uh, purchase some coffee. Let me know what you think. Thanks for using our sponsor. You know, uh, as we're coming back from commercial, we just heard from our coffee sponsor, Caroline's Coffee. We had a contest uh, yeah. at our big 50th episode right. uh, thing. We told people you had a week to call in and ask a question. So let's just take a quick break here and answer that question. This comes in from our listener, Jen. And uh, she had a comment that she shared. She said, my favorite episode is Ask Us Anything You Want because <laughs> I love your answer to Alicia's question about the basics. I so needed permission to not be the perfect homeschooler. Mm. My kid is human. He can't be forced into eight hours a day of work, including Latin, at age six. Our life is real. Between my diagnosis deteriorating to legally blind, my husband's three-month at-home recovery from shoulder surgery, and now dealing with the soon-expected death of a father-in-law, this school year has been far less than academically successful. On those hard days full of emotional woe, I would remember Kendra's basics. Instead of forcing hours of curriculum, we stripped everything down to bare bones and added in a whole bunch of family time, which is far less stressful since my to-do list is so pared down. Maybe someday my kids will learn Latin or he'll be normal. You know what? <laughs> this is awesome. Jen, you, you won. You won the contest. You have a pound of Caroline's coffee coming your way. Um, but thank you for writing in and, and sharing that. That's a total victory story that I love to read. I love to hear when people are like, hey, we're learning to homeschool in real life. You know, that's real life. That's what exactly what we're here for. Yeah. So her question, are you ready? Yes. The question is, if you could create a new Ben & Jerry's flavor, what would it be? Name and description. Kendra, what do you have for an answer? Mine is called, um, I'm begging you, Ben & Jerry's, to please bring back the toffee bar as it used to be. Heath Bar Crunch. The Heath Bar It's not Heath Bar Crunch anymore. Oh, they it's... replaced it with a non-GMO candy and it sucks. <laughs> 
One, we still would love to be sponsored by Ben and Jerry's ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) We think that that specific blend sucks. Well, man, they ruined it. They ruined a good thing. I'd had a date with Ben and Jerry's since like 1988 (laughs) with that that toffee bar crunch that just isn't good anymore. What would mine be called? Mine would be called Everything's Gonna Be All Right Chocolate. Singing don't worry about a thing. Pay homage to little Bob Marley. You have little birds in it? Three little birds. (laughs) It could be called Three Little Birds Ice Cream. No, and made with robin eggs. Oh, that's cool. That's a good one. There you go, Jen. Thanks for the question and congratulations on winning. All right, Kendra, what do we have next on our list of sibling questions? Okay, so Kathy said fighting for attention. Kids fighting for attention. Siblings fighting for attention. Yeah. Wow. Oh, we have this all the time. Yeah. You know, we because we have the age spectrum, we have Mm -hmm. these big kids who often get more uh, cerebral attention from mm, us. Absolutely. So these little kids are dying to get in there mm-hmm. and get attention, especially when we're engaging the older ones or when the older ones friends come over. Yeah, I'd say that's more the issue here is that they want to be in, you know, all the all the teenagers and all the big kid friends and all that stuff and they just and specifically struggle. like the 11 and 8-year-old want to do that. They yes. want to be part of it and we just yeah. have to come in and say this isn't about you. Right. That's a common <laughs> phrase around here. Yeah, and I think, you know, Kathy, that that fighting for attention thing, aren't we all? I mean, you know, in our sin, don't we all want to have that attention? And so I think maybe view this as a long-term discussion. You know, view this as a long, the long mile. Because we're not, you know, you're not going to launch kids at 18 who are completely others-centered. That, that person doesn't exist <laughs> at any age. So just think of it as like, this is going to be a daily thing. You know, it's going cro- to gonna crop up where you're going to say... Hey, this isn't about you, honey. Or right now, you know, no, right now I'm reading to so-and-so. So Heather says she's got older boys. They're 15 and 18, and the 18-year-old is about ready to leave for college in the fall, and they get along great when they're not together all the time. And I think that goes back to that thing, you know, what I said earlier, that we all just needed some space from each other. So I think respecting that need for your kids, uh, respecting that maybe they need some time apart, that's not a failure thing. That's just that we are in each other's back pockets. Yeah, and if you're a like a homeschool family that does this, you know, it's church together, it's mm-hmm. school together, it's activities together, and you know, part of part of maybe the and I'm not saying this from our listener, but a real negative form of homeschooling is they won't do anything separate. You know, right. they won't that's be right. ever yeah. apart. So that's the imbalance, you know, for sure. You know, come hell or high water, our family is together for everything. everything. And there are times when, you know, we we do need to also tell them, hey, you do need to be together. But there are times when you go, hey, little break. Yeah. You guys, let's take a break. Yep. Debbie says, the only interest my 15 and 17-year-old sons have in common is putting each other down. And that goes back oh, to yeah. that sarcasm thing. In our house, we just had to put an end to it. We had to say, there's no more of this. Yeah. And we put the brakes on sarcasm. Um, that's not what scripture teaches. You know, build one another up. So we decided to take a positive swing to this. Mm-hmm. You know, scripture says this, you're doing this. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately, I think we had to say, we are sarcasm free, mm-hmm. this whole house. Mm-hmm. Even dad, even mom, you know, and, and we stopped it all. That reminds me, remember the days we used to like, tie people together? 
Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Is that? If that's a question, we can get to it. But sibling rivalry, when we had kids that weren't getting along together, yeah. we would... Um, There's that shirt, that meme yeah. on Facebook where the kids are in the get along shirt. You know, yeah. just got a big t-shirt. They put both of them in. Yeah. <laughs> one has one arm out the one yeah. right side and one has yeah. one arm out the left side. And they're We're learning the to get hole. together. Right, We're exactly. learning to, to get along. You know, we actually did that quite a lot with chores. Um, if there was a... Well, you know... He's not picking up the mask. You're going to hold hands, or I'm going to put a rubber band around your wrist. I always love that. Yarn, (laughs) and you'll do your chores together. Yeah, yeah. And say, hey, we'll just tie you together, (laughs) and you each lose an arm. Yeah, and And now you got to figure out how to do it together. It was brilliant, brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Laura says my five and seven year old boys duke it out day and night. The only time they don't fight is when I can get them out in the open. I think a lot of these, just, there's a scriptural principle behind it. You know, hey, you love one another. Right, love one another. You know, love one another. This, that's not how this looks. Yeah. And, and then the practical, I think, you know, we've said separate them. But we've also, I think in this case, if these kids are at each other, get them on something else that they need to rip apart. You know, <laughs> you know go. And I Give don't them a common enemy. As, yeah. Like, like a golf club and. Bike some, riding or right. a sport or something. <laughs> Hit some balls. Like, go take it on. You know, yeah. you two are linebackers on the same football team go after the other team yeah um if that's at all a possibility it just seems basic but we also read a book um a couple of times together as a family or i did with the kids during our circle time called making brothers and sisters best friends um and one of the concepts or i think like the best concept from this book that was written by three siblings was the idea that this is a marathon your relationships with your family are a marathon because they're lifelong because you have to spend your days together even if you have kids who go to school you know you've got these afternoons and the weekends and that's the marathon you're not going to get rid of the brother mm-hmm. or the father or the mother or that you know and every other relationship is like a sprint because it's you know, it's like three hours together playing or whatever, you know, or it's, oh, we're going to hang out at the mall and they're, gosh, two great hours at the mall with this friend. But how hard is that? Yeah. You know, we can all sprint, no big deal, but it's the marathon that we get tired, we get cranky, we get irritated because, oh my goodness, if he smacks his gum in my ear one more time, I'm going to smack the kid, you know, or I'm going to just, you know, haul off and hit my brother over this or that or whatever. And so that is a really good concept to talk about too with them. We're in this for the long haul. That means we're going to rub each other the wrong way sometimes. And so we need to work on our responses to each other when that happens. Yeah. And then the last one is from Rachel who says, my boys, seven and three and a half, are best buddies, but they seem to be bickering about little things constantly. I feel like my parenting quickly turns to nagging. Yeah. That little like, big, 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 bicker, you know, there's a song in the music man, you know, this pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheep, cheep, cheep. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheep, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheep, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little. Say this all the time. I told you before that that she will look for an opportunity to sing on this podcast. (laughs) No, but I, that's what comes to mind sometimes. I'm like, oh my goodness, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, you know, it's like like that just annoying sound that you hear from the back of the car. And I have how many times said, that's it. I'm tired of listening to you guys bicker back and forth. Nobody may speak until we get home. Or done. Here's the job. You know, one thing I think is when you're doing a job, when you and I are doing a job, it's so much easier when you and I are working together. Like if we do the dishes together, 
Right. We crank that out. Yep. I'll do this, you do that. Okay, I'll do this, you do that. Great. Boom, 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 boom. And next thing you know, we're both asleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if if I say, oh, go ahead and finish the dishes. I'm going to go do this. It's like, oh, i got to do this mountain by myself. Mm-hmm. Or i got to do this job by myself. But it doesn't matter what the job is if we work together. So one thing I've noticed with bickering is, hey, guess what? You guys have just earned yourself separate jobs. What was going to be one job for two of you, mm, yeah. you're now doing this by yourself. You can't bicker mm-hmm. because you're here by yourself. And you, you come with me. I have a new job for you. This is a <laughs> brand new one that I just invented. You know, and suddenly it's like, oh, I don't want to do Then they're complaining about that. Like, hey, there's no more arguing. Now you're working separately. You've lost the privilege of having teamwork. And I find that uh, that puts a, a big kibosh on the bickering. Rachel, when I find myself nagging, it's usually because I'm not taking action. You know, it's easier to nag or it's easier to just be like, oh my goodness, how many times do I have to tell you this? That's a signal to me that I'm talking too much and there's not enough action. So like what Fletch is saying about giving them a job, you know, or if I, if I say that's it, there's no more talking, nobody gets to open your mouth until we get home, or hey, you know what, you are so grumpy, or you are not being kind to siblings, you need to go sit on your bed, or you need to sit on the bottom step. We use that effectively in our home, the bottom step of the staircase. That's where I was raised. I was yeah. raised on the bottom step. I like most of <laughs> my time. You lived on the bottom step. Sweaty little legs dangling over a carpeted edge. Yeah. You know, kicking my little tennis shoes together. I just put our eight-year-old on the bottom step recently. Just said, hey, you know what? You're not being kind. You're going to sit on that bottom step until I tell you you can get up. And it was 10 minutes. You know, we're not talking hours on the bottom step, but it was about, and it's just a recalibration, like a whoop. I need to change what I'm doing here. Those little people, they get kind of into this little, you know, fighting mode or bickering mode or annoyed, right? Everybody's like, I'm so, he's so annoying. Oh, he's bugging me. Well, sometimes you just need to like pull the little carpet out from underneath them, like and recalibrate and sort of just redirect. And sometimes that's just 10 minutes sitting on a bed, you know, or 10 minutes sitting on the bottom step or on a stool or whatever. It's... It's not punishment. It's just like a, hey, we need to, you need to focus here on the fact that you're just not being a kind person. And there have been kids in our home that have lost whole days. You know, who I, by 2 p.m. I say, you know what? You're done. This is not a good day for you. Go sit on your bed until daddy gets home. Sometimes all that is is they fall asleep and they wake up a happier person. You know, yeah, there's other little tired. things going on. They're tired or they're hungry or whatever it is. Um, but sometimes it's just a, a need to slow down and stop and see what's going on. Okay. So final thoughts before we wrap this up. First, I don't think we helped you at all. I think <laughs> right? this was I like agree. obvious discussion. Like people <laughs> are agree. listening going, that was lame. Um, but no, let me, let me do a couple things that I think are obvious that people, that sometimes you and I bring up with one another. Mm-hmm. A, sometimes mom or dad needs to have their attitude adjusted. Yeah. Sometimes th- what you're seeing is normal level, Yeah, you're uptight. Yeah, totally. And there are times where it's like, Kendra, go take a break. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like, they're just having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's just having a good time. How come I never say Fletch, just go take a break? Because I'm just, never here. Yeah, you just you just threw me under the bus there. I did. Dude. But it's like, there's that's <laughs> one though. It's you know, true. sometimes it's entirely like, true. Mom and dad, well, no, you've said it to me. You're like, Fletch, relax, dude. Go take a chill pill. Mm-hmm. It's like an 80s term. Did you hear that? Go take a chill yeah, pill like, at what the are you, mall. 46? Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. That's one. Second thing is, kids, go take a nap. Sometimes there's mm-hmm. an organic, physical thing going on. Yeah. You know... Uh, girls with periods. Oh, why does this place always descend into talking about periods? <laughs> um, we do not. No, you know, that or just need to take a nap or sickness yeah. or... 
you know, or just kid, a lot of time together. Or I'm thinking a lot of time with other people. Yeah, no, you've got kids back that have been with their friends. We have a daughter that does a lot of social time, yeah. and there are times we need to get her back and just go, "Hey, you're not with your friends anymore. You're now back in our home. Yeah, you're obligated." to relationships and you're obligated to chores and you're obligated to get things down. So some things I'm, sometimes I want to say there's just some organic stuff that we need to recognize. And like, Absolutely. You're not fighting any more than you just need to go take a nap. Right. The two of you go yeah. nap. And you know, I love it when they're like, but I'm not tired. And then you yeah. know, within a minute, right. everybody's asleep, including you. And you're like, we're all tired. We're I, yeah. It. Last week I put a photo on Instagram and it was Mighty Joe who was in my bedroom like complaining is nobody people play with me. I have nothing to do. And I was so tired of listening to this lament for five minutes or whatever that I said, go grab your blankie and get back in here. So he goes, you know, he walks into our room and I was working on my computer and all of a sudden it's quiet and I look on the floor <laughs> He's just sprawled on the floor with the blanket over asleep, his head yeah. asleep. So there's, those are the yeah. two things. One is, you know, parents. Second is that. And then, you know, and third, I just don't think we're helping anybody. So, <laughs> um, but we'd love to hear more from you. So yeah, but you know what? Sometimes Fletch just hearing somebody say something makes, you know, sparks a memory for me. Like, oh, that's, a, I'd forgotten about that. Or, oh, that's right. I should do that. So, so, um, let's wrap and let's not leave out the term hope shifting. Um, how, how does that play in here? You know? Yeah, I, I think I know where it plays in for me. Okay, go for it. I know it's um, wanting these perfectly behaved kids that you see in church <laughs> that you swear are perfect because they dress great and they sit stair step, mom, mm. dad, and kids, and they're always and brothers are helping sisters and hold. I'll hold her hand. What you church know, do you go to? I don't go to that church, but I'm saying <laughs> that's where I hope shift is like, why can't you know our kids get along or why can't our Older daughter sons, younger daughter sons, write letters to one another and build each other up and <laughs> right. share verses. They do. They okay. do. They do it. They do it in different ways, mm-hmm. but not in the hope shifting way I'm looking for it sometimes. Right. So I've, I've learned to just say, my kids are individuals. My kids have their own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own struggles like I do. They're sinners, just like, you know, it's amazing that you and I could create sinners because we're perfect. <laughs> it's hard to believe that you the know. two parts of us have come together and come out a sinner. Right. But, you know, those things, that's where I found hope shifting. No, I think that's great. But I think the other thing is hoping that anything we've shared is going to be the... Magic that, bullet. Yeah, yeah, the thing that cures it. And it's not... And, I, you know, I guess early on in my parenting, I just thought we would deal with something and the child would respond with repentance and change. (laughs) And really, we have kids who, guess what, are still dealing with the same issue 20 years later, 22 years later. Guess what? I'm 44. I still deal with some of the same junk, the same hope shifting that I did when I was four. Okay, hurlers, we want to hear from you. Go to Facebook. It's facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. You can tweet to us at homeschool IRL. You can send us an email at info at homeschoolingirl.com or you can uh, reach out to us on iTunes like uh, some of our other listeners already have. We shared those earlier. But do us the biggest favor you can. Head on over to Caroline's Coffee. Use the code HIRL and uh, support our sponsors. We'd love to let them know that we're sending people their way. And thanks for listening to our show. Ken, you want to say goodbye to the people? Goodbye. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. 
Every show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information on this podcast or to contact your hosts, please visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.